What up? What's going down? How are you guys? I'm okay. Great talk. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Bye. Bye, everybody. Wow. Oh, all right. Lunch? Lunch. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Cool. I got this. I brought a roast beef sandwich today. It's going to be great. It actually sounds like you're getting up. I don't know what you're actually doing. But <laughs> there's a lot of no, 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 a no. lot of mic noise. There. <laughs> I'm walking away. Bum, 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 bye, bum, bye. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> anyway, just kidding. Welcome to our podcast. My name's Taggart. This is Brandon. Hey, we together. This is the Tag and Brando podcast. We talk. That's really all we do. We just talk. Mm-hmm. So thanks for joining a normal guys having a normal conversation. I hope that it's, you know, it's great fun for you too. <laughs> anyway, so today we're going to talk like every time. Uh, we're going to have a question of the day to pontificate about. We're going to have a triggered memory to reminisce about. We're going to have a new to share about yeah we're all so, about we're all about so it if you we are <laughs> all about it all about it all about it it sounded kind of creepy sorry um yeah anyways so should we jump should we jump in or should i ask you brandon how are you doing this week well i would appreciate that thank you i'm, I'm yes doing of course pretty, pretty good uh well, yeah good at least yeah, at least us forget pleasantries, right? Yeah. Uh, and yourself, sir? How goes it? I am also quite good. I appreciate the uh, the reciprocation. Thank you. All right, enough of that. So, question of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you were doing bad, I would feel, you know, we needed to talk about it more. But if you're just doing good, then, psh, you know, let's, right, just, let's right. just keep that good mood going to the... Well, that's yeah. fair. I mean, maybe if you asked me a couple more probing questions, you might have got down to <laughs> Something bad. some bad feelings. Exactly. But, you know, it's, it's fine. It's like, how's your... For how, now, I... You know, any, anything, you're just like, oh, yeah, you just... You're bound to hit something, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, how's the weather? It's like, oh, the weather's been great. Oh, well, yeah, how's how's your vision doing? You're like, oh, well, now that you ask, like... <laughs> It's like, oh man, like you had to ask me specifically about my vision and how exactly it's just fading. Exactly. And, yeah. Anyway, we uh, we only have an hour for this podcast. I can't. I don't know if I can go into mm-hmm. my whole vision issues at the moment. We'll do vision later as a oh. triggered memory or something. But oh, that would that would be good. Yeah, actually, that would be good. I mean, write that down somewhere. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't have my glasses. Um, but <laughs> That's fine. For, for, I'll, I'll, I'll type a note. Yeah. I'll type a note. Uh, so, first, so uh, B, what's our yeah? What's our question of the day? Today? Well, our, our question That's of the day it. comes from uh, one of our uh, dedicated listeners, Danielle. Uh, she oh. she suggested, and I am I am floored by this question of the day. This I've been re, re reeling since then. Re. Reeling. Reeling. Yeah. Like reeling it in. Yeah, because that's where that means. Uh, so the question is, how would human civilization be different if, mm. or not necessarily different, how 
would it be, in our opinions, if Pangea had never separated? If the con- supercontinent known as Pangea was where humans kicked off, we'll say. Right. So we all live in one big jumbly uh, landmass. Um, how would how would every how would it, how would it shake out? So what what do you got? Yeah. What, what 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 are your thoughts? Well, on this? my first thought is that I bet things started fairly similar similar sim similarly uh, f- very much the same. Okay. Um, <laughs> With a lot of similes. Uh, a lot of similes, a few metaphors, nothing mm-hmm. crazy, mm-hmm. but they didn't know what the, they were called. They didn't have a word for those yet. Right. Um, but where you started in families and then moved to tribes, uh, but, you know, but the obviously the land would, would be all together. So eventually, I don't know if it would separate into as many countries as it has mm-hmm. from the tribes right so i was trying to think that maybe you know there wouldn't be as many like conflicts so tribes have conflicts all the time this True. is my territory right this is my territory right. so um so i'm not sure about that but um so i would think uh-huh at you know at some point as we progressed there would be a big civilization where things are great, working water, you know, Rome situation. Okay. Um, well, you make a good right. point there. I, I want to come back to that, so keep going. Well, uh, well, you can jump in at, at any point. So, um, um, let maybe we can back up just a step here. Yeah. To, yeah. Let's to let's the walk. to the step and the tundra and the subtropicals and kind of get an idea of really kind of the geography and the climate and everything of Pangea, okay? We're not necessarily taking Pangea all the way back to when, like, the the atmosphere composition was different and, you know, all that kind of different stuff. I think we're thinking of it more of just a, you know, one large landmass, right? Right. So, it it begs the question, what would divide the land? What topography are we kind of looking at here? So, I did a little research and everything, and uh, as we both recently, about 13 minutes ago, (laughs) found out that um, there's kind of a cycle to this whole continental right. shift thing and you think about it it's kind of you know almost big bang style like we don't know exactly how it started but like we think that you know as the universe expands it might get to a critical mass and start compressing again until it gets to the point where it's a singularity and another big bang and that's kind of the how things go pangea we're not exactly right. sure where all the continents came from but as they're shifting around, they kind of collect and form a supercontinent, and then they break up 
and then rearrange themselves again and then are shifting back into like a supercontinent and back and forth and back and forth. So Pangea could be... I, I was originally... I guess the reason I'm bringing this up is I originally thought to myself, well, if, if all the land hasn't quote-unquote shifted into each other, then it's going to be largely uh-huh. flat, right? There'll be some volcanic ridges and things like that, but you're thinking of a giant landmass that's pretty much just... There's no huge mountain ranges, which means there's not huge river systems. And well, Do you think so? I mean... Well, not... In light of what we learned today, I guess. Well, I I mean, I don't know. Because if at the, if one point the, the continents are separated, mm-hmm. then they're going to be running into each other, which is what creates mountains in the tectonic Right, place. exactly. And so I was, under the, into each other. I was under the impression it's like, well, the land formed as kind of a giant island, if you will, or like a high spot. Oh, I'm sorry. So you're saying it, that you thought it was flat, but now you're not. Um, right. I thought the world was flat, and now I think it's bumpy. <laughs> How about that? Got it. Got so, it. Flat so earthers I, I, unite. Exactly. I, I guess I was thinking like, okay, if you took like all the land and you formed like a basically a big circle on one side and all the rest was ocean, you'd have a right. huge desert in the middle because the clouds wouldn't really get that far before they lost the majority of their moisture. And so the, so the coasts would all be green and fertile and there'd be rivers and everything coming off of those, but they wouldn't be fast moving rivers because there wouldn't be a lot of mountains. And then the, in, the interior would be more desert, kind of like Australia or the Sahara or the Gobi, you know, like, those big areas right. like that. And then um, the rivers, since they'd be kind of slow but collecting a lot of water, it'd be like the Mississippi. It wouldn't be carving like a huge channel like the like you know, like a canyon. It would just be getting this broader and broader and that would be dividing people or a division right. of the land. You'd have these huge deltas and wetlands at the edges before they join back up with the ocean. But gotcha. Okay. But I'm thinking more there's gonna be still that kind of that, but there are mountains and such. So we'll kinda of go off of that. Right. So it is it is a little bit of both worlds there. So keep going with your separation. What what's happening? We got tribes. Tribes well, are fighting. I think that's a fair point, right? So they'll be separated by water and by probably some hills slash mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, just because we're all together, doesn't mean that we got a giant like Silk Road situation. Like we're definitely mm-hmm. you know not seeing everybody, and all the tribes are definitely not interacting. I mean, if you look at a proposed map of Pangea. It basically stretches from the north to the south pole, like it's huge. Right, and that's that's another big factor is uh, the different climates across, you know, one side right. to the other. Right. right. So yeah, we're still seeing the full gamut, like mm-hmm. like 
frozen penguins to tropical equator, though there's like way more land at the equator, so I would assume most of the tribes are going to be as close to that as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, for for you know, crescent you think, style. Yeah. Right. That's a giant fertile crescent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a fertile, uh, you know, full moon. Right. Um, so, so yeah. So, so yeah, the other interesting thing about Pangea is yeah. again, not going off of the circle model, as I like to call it, <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the the dry donut hole, um, <laughs> uh, but or <laughs> the um, it it would it is if you you know are actually looking at a representation of what Pangea would be like. There is that giant sea kind of in the middle because it is shaped like a sea, right? And so right. Depending on where, quote unquote, the cradle of life is, if you went from and went to the tip of one sea and somebody else went to the tip of the other sea, the fastest way to get to each other would be to cross that little, um, that little gap, right. that little uh-huh. channel out to, between the ocean. <laughs> Excuse me. Right, right. So, I think you're right. I think as people spread out, you know, tribes finding... I'm going to sneeze again. <laughs> oh, sorry. There's... No worries. We'll keep that in. <laughs> Yay. Oh, man. <laughs> um, there's plenty of place to go, Right. Right, there's a lot of land, and and obviously we're not separated by huge oceans, but uh, yeah, right. plenty of places to go. And so you think of that, uh, you think about it that way, and the interesting thing is, uh, have you ever read the book Germs, Guns, and Steel? No, I have not. So he, they make the point in that book to draw a contrast between, oh my gosh, excuse me, (laughs) they explain why sickness exists. Well, that's it, guys, thanks a lot. Wow, okay, Um, yeah, it's so bad. Uh, I'm going to say this real quick and then you can keep talking. Uh, They make the point to say, across Eurasia, it was easy to share crops and animals and a little bit of culture and things uh-huh. because it's a it's a climate band. Right. That, that like you're able to grow the same thing in Europe as you are in Asia because you get the same amount of sunlight, the same right summer winter cycle all that kind of different stuff and whereas when you look at um, North and South America that was a little less developed over that same period of time partially because if you're moving from one spot to another up you know the same amount of miles 
you're moving through such a different climate zone that you're not going to be able to do that. Yeah. Like your base, your basic non, you know, genetic based farming is going to be really hard to do. You're, You're not taking the same corn crop to like the middle of the Amazon and getting a good yield kind of a thing. So, right. And, right. and vice versa. And so that's kind of the point that they make there is, so Pangea, as it spreads more uh, north to south, you would get a lot of variation there, I think. Right. So you're thinking that more on, on the, uh, was that land? Latitudinally, is that right? Yeah, I would think that there'd be east and west is latitude, right? Yeah, yeah. So there'd be latitudinal bands of trade, like not trade, but like culture, and then right longitudinally, you'd it'd be a little bit different. Right. So that's interesting. So it's almost like these different bands going up. So you move them east and west, but not much. Mm-hmm. North and south, right? Because which you, makes which makes mm-hmm. sense. You wanna you wanna stay in the climate that you understand and that you deal with, and where your food grows and right. the stuff that you're used to doing. Um, so, because you, you look you know, at you look at something uh-huh. like how the Inuits of Canada kind of developed versus the Plains Native Americans versus. Sure. Versus like the Inca and, you know, in, and everything like that. Like, and it's, it's very different kind of culturally and everything like that. And, you know, and stuff like that. So I think, whereas, I mean, yeah, you look at, you know, Mongolia versus the Middle East versus Europe and, you know, it's still still pretty different, but they... They all can kind of live in the same environment, I guess. But anyway, what what do you think? What do you think about language in this case? What's your What's your take on that? Well, I mean, interesting. I, um, the big, the big, the big thing for language is separation. Right. right, isolation. Like languages, right. languages develop because cultures are separate from others, mm-hmm. and, and the variation happens because of you know different tribes, even that speak the same language, just not commingling very much. And right. So, so you get the different dialects, which then cre- create different languages as time goes on. Mm-hmm. So, um. So if we're going to, I mean, if we're saying there's mountain ranges and, and big rivers and things like this, there's going to be some language variation, even if it starts with one, you know, even if human society starts with one, you know, central human society, right? Mm-hmm. It'll spread out and, and languages will develop just like they did, um, but but there might not be... I would suspect there wouldn't be as much very 
variation. Uh, it, it's, possibly, it's, it's, possibly it's, it's hard to it's say. It's hard to say. It's hard, hard to say. Because I'm, 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 I'm thinking of like examples. Something, right. something like you, you take some big chunks of, of Earth's history as it is right now, like civilization and stuff, and you right. think of something like China, right? China was sure. very long lived in the same culture and, right. you know, fairly uniform language because they started writing stuff down and everything. Right. Don't get me wrong. I am very limited of my knowledge of China, and I apologize if I am not doing <laughs> it, it justice, but something like that. Like, long, a very long dynasty of right. know, similar culture. And, and and yet, two versions of the Chinese language exist. Right. Um, and then you move to, like, another big culture of like India, right? Right. Realistically, they're fairly close together, but with a ginormous mountain range in between. Right. And so that right. that's their their barrier and stuff like that. Um, and it's just interesting cuz they they <coughs> develop so differently and then um, and then you jump over to like Europe where Europe, mm, except for like some very secluded parts of Europe, you can pretty much do a walking tour of Europe, right? <laughs> like that's true, and there's a lot of different languages in Europe, right? That's fair, and so it's it's just kind of interesting, I guess. Like it it's it, yeah. it, it's interesting to it would be interesting to track, like you know what. I've had it with this society. I'm taking my family and we're walking <laughs> out of here and we're going to set up camp where I feel it is good and, you know, right. find my land of milk and honey and we're out of here. And all of a sudden you settle and you build out from there and then your your borders bump back into each other 12 15 generations later and you're like I don't even recognize these people anymore you know yeah it would be a different language probably completely yeah um, so so I mean that's it I mean it's a good point Europe is a good point because mm -hmm. it's relatively small and yet there's just a thousand different languages there so right. who's to say and it's it was, hard to say and it was pseudo unified in the first millennia, you know, like right. Latin, which is the base of a lot of those languages, basically right. was like, all right, everybody's speaking Latin. And now it's like, eh, everybody's ish, Latin ishy, you know, kind of a thing. So, <laughs> but no, I think that, I think that would be interesting, but I, so I I was on the original thought of like language was going to be at best like as diverse as Europe where you know the romance languages right where, or it's everything right. like that but I because I I want to say that there's 
there's just going to be more travel in between places. Like, you're just going to yeah. get people, you're going to get a Silk Road, I would say. Well, you would think so, but again, the Silk Road, and to your point, the Silk Road does travel east and west. So you might get multiple in your kind of strata society, mm-hmm. if that is indeed how it it. Uh, there might be one that goes up and down, but I bet your main trade is going to be still east and uh, west. Coast east to coast. West. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, so there'll be some exchanging of ideas and things like this. But, you know, at first when we got into this question, I thought, you know, life would be really different if we were all still in one landmass. But. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid that it might be very similar to right. how life is now. Um, that you know. Do you do you, you think know, it would we, speed anything up though, or slow anything down, as far as like technology or discovery or you know conflict well, or anything like that? Well. If you think of my Rome theory, say there was a Rome equivalent that sprung up, you know, the every road leads to Rome thing, mm-hmm. like it would be much easier, in theory, for most of the societies at that time to be able to get and to trade with Rome. And so all, all these ideas are spreading out all over the place. Right. So... So I I would think that we wouldn't have as many societies and or countries that didn't have access to these forward-thinking ideas, inventions, and things like this. Mm-hmm. I would think that, uh, you know, Industrial Revolution-wise you wouldn't have any as many uh, third world type of situations. So the interesting thing you say about Rome, I I think I'm thinking here is yeah. provided we do have some mountain ranges and some uh, decent rivers to kind of right. split some things up. Um, you think of something like um, how Egypt was like, you know, like two separate parts of the Nile. And it wasn't like left Nile and right Nile or east Nile and west Nile. On the, I'm, on the, I'm on the left Nile. Dude, turn around. You on the right Nile. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> that sun is setting, my friend. Like you are on the wrong side. Um, but it, it it was, it was upper and and lower rather than east and west, right? So rivers weren't really a huge, like, they're not that big. It's like, oh, I could cross a river on like a decent sized boat, you know? So, so yeah, you get to a certain level of society and rivers is not a big area. You get some bridges, you got some, you know, some ferries and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, then mountain ranges, mountain ranges are pretty significant. So you take your Rome, you take your Rome example. Rome was in a primo 
spot, let's say, where they could they could jump down to Africa, right? Because they stuck out, right? Like a, like an Stay, old shoe, right? And at right. the same time, they could they could go up and into um, yeah. into Europe and everything, and then take a hard right if they if they wanted to <laughs> into uh, right. into Asia. But what I'm trying to get the point is the islands and the um, the borders that we have now right are largely based on like kind of choke points these 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 right physical land masses and stuff like that whereas in this Pangea like there's there's not a lot of like coast you're not a lot of like coastal borders like you don't like Italy isn't well defined in this you know you don't so right you can't like right. our nation is is from the bottom of this boot to the to the thigh high up into the Andes right and then it gets a little muddy you, right you go, you go in there you get lost you come across an elephant or two and so then you know that's that's Italy for you and and stuff like that so I think the interesting thing would be uh, how these borders are kind of drawn up right. in this well, less less defined sense and so I think there could be a Rome there could be a somebody that's like let's take all these city states by storm unify right. all of them offer them something like better trade and you know access to technology and aqueducts or whatever this was also back when right, when right. you when you said aqueducts that was back when i was thinking like man it's gonna be a big old desert in the middle but um yeah i think that would be it would be it would be ripe for somebody to just be like all right we are taking this coast to coast and then right. and then expanding north and south from there like east west is going to be deep easy north south is going to be a little more challenging but because it's longer as well right so it'd be interesting and i'm not sure if i have a clue where that civilization would grow mm -hmm. uh, you know and where it would be in our you know in our continent there mm -hmm. but uh you would think there's been enough historical evidence of these kind of uh empire states popping up every now and then mm -hmm. right uh so you would think that we would get some of those at least right um and probably and, and, and a couple of significant ones that had some uh big innovations and steps forward mm -hmm. in civilization and uh yeah and i don't know what do you think do you think the access to those would be like i was saying would be uh greater than some of these in our history i i think so because in this case there's no real reason to retreat and and kind of like go back to where you came from kind of a thing. B 
because okay. it would be a lot more uniform in in certain respects, you know? And right. so um, kind of changing gears just a little bit, I think part of the interesting thing would be our land travel is for a long time was very limited to just foot. You were, you were just walking. Yeah, it's so slow compared and to water travel. Yeah, you're, the day. you're carrying everything and you can only move when you yourself or your horse or something is moving you. Where, right, 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 right. where water travel, like, you could be going 24 hours a day if you knew what you're doing. And the, the thing about this is, like, the, the ocean would be so unexplored. I mean, you think about people worrying about falling off the edge of the world when there was a continent, you know, a couple <laughs> right. thousand miles away. Think about like you're like, you know, Columbus style, you're going and you don't, you don't know what's out there. You think you're going to hit India and you do because you just literally come across the other side. So you're just right. like, you're like, all right, I started on the East Coast and I put this flag here. I'm going to walk to the West Coast. I'm going to build a boat. I'm going to sail it. And I'm going to come all the way and I'm going to pick my flag back up. And you would if you made it. Right. But one thing I want to point out here is I don't know how the coastline would actually be because we talked about like the big deltas and the wetlands and all that kind of stuff. Right. Because the waves would be enormous. Oh. Because you think about... That's a fair point that I would never have thought of, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, you think about the best surfing in the world is the places where the water gets the longest distance to build generate these waves. And so the swells in Hawaii and Australia and stuff like that are huge because they got this huge Pacific ocean between them. Whereas this is literally three fourths of the, or two thirds of the planet is nothing is impeding that wind to just like ripple all the way back. And so it's just kind of crushing the coast. Interesting. So there might not be as many coastal societies. Yeah, because you got to think, like, there's also going to be, like, potentially more, uh, like, typhoons and hurricanes and things like that because there's just, like, there's nothing to break up these storms. Because, like, a hurricane makes landfall and it kind of dissipates. But, like, a hurricane's just going to be whipping around the ocean on the other side. And just when it comes, it's just going to tear things up. So just it, imagine it was if it was able to start on one side and just go all the way around. Yeah, exactly. So that'd be insanity. So you get these like horror stories of the coast. It'd be really hard to like set up camp there. Fishing might still be a thing, but maybe not. And so you would get like a civilization that's just isolated on this land because there's plenty of it, right? And you'd have this, like, kind of exploration of that little gulf, that little sea. But, right. you know, you wouldn't need to build anything more than, like, a day sailor, you know, like, 
kind of a thing to get from end to end. And you'd just be kind of fishing in there and there'd be plenty of fish because they could swim out to the crazy ocean and come back and right. all that kind of different stuff. And so uh, I just think the, the rest of the ocean would be vastly unexplored for like till almost like what I would say the modern day. Till right. scientists are like, okay, well, we can figure this out. Right. Well, and I was just thinking too, the, you're not sailing to the other side. Right. Why? Well, Why you, would you? <laughs> for one, well, for one, you can't make it around the world like you said, but like even if you wanted to go around, like mm-hmm. if it's stretching from pole to pole, you're not ma- you're not making that. Mm-hmm. You're de- you can't you can't sail that far south and that far north and survive. Right. Oh, so, oh, you're saying you're not going up the coast and uh, the whole way. No, yeah, yeah, you can't go around the continent. Like it, right. it would be impossible to sail. Right. I, um, I thought you were like going like around the backside. You're saying. Well, yeah. Either way, mm-hmm. like obviously you're not going. You're not going equator long, longitudinally right. around the world. It's way too long, mm-hmm. and you're not going uh, longitudinally up and around either because mm-hmm. you're you, you're still gonna have you're gonna be in frozen ocean oh yeah the, by that time the Strait of Magellan there's no way the Strait of Magellan between uh, at the tip of South Africa or South America is the worst seas in the world it's so dangerous it's, yeah it, it's and, terrible and you're not going up is, north either get your freaking no. boat stuck in an ice drift no, and like I mean, if the map that I the maps that I'm looking at are any kind of accurate, like mm-hmm. this is way lower than that, like South America tip, like right. There's no way, right? There, there's no way you're making it around either way, and you know, unless there's a waterway that cuts through, which it can't if it's a Pangea, uh, you know, you might be able to make it part uh, a good ways, mm-hmm. um, depending on what lakes and whatever are still are there or whatever but but i mean even the panama canal yeah. wasn't until the modern day you know and it oh yeah it's, no. it's a tiny sliver you know exactly yeah so exactly so so yeah uh it, it, it's interesting like that maybe even though we're there's some travel east and west i bet the civilizations that are on the far east and on the far west hardly oh you any interaction you got to go through the middle and like that's the thing exactly because forever right and because how we're looking at it you know going back to that whole like long versus lat aspect the reason right columbus is like you know um we can make it around to india is because we don't want to go through all those jerks on the way there you know, like, right. like screw this. Right. Like, if I could figure out how we can go across this water where there's plenty of space, you know, ships pass in the night, literally, kind of style, and we can get our trade that way, we can carry huge amounts of it because we're on a boat, you know, and right. and everything, and we just need to make it back around completely unencumbered versus dragging it by camel across the freaking... Um, Middle East and everything like that, like 
that kind of idea would be very hard to especially depending on what the se- sure. what the seas are like because if you went out there and never returned like people would just stop going you know like oh yeah if you're just sure. if you're just going out there and it's just like crazy storms and huge waves and just crushing all your boats and everything like that you'd be like nobody even goes to the freaking coast let alone jumps on a boat to try to get to the same side of the world that it would take me three weeks to walk to, you know? Right. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think the, the East and the West would be, would be divided in that with potentially stuff spanning the, you know, spanning the middle, but there's not going to be like a direct contact between them. And everything. Right. I mean, so, yeah, it's it'd be it'd be well. Yeah, and not to mention that if anyone's closer to the south and closer to the north, you know, the north side, that's they're not, they're not talking. Oh no way, <laughs> no because think about like where the most like like people like are very isolated all over the place. You know, like people up in the poles, right. people everything like that. But like you think about like what's hardest to kind of get across. Like the thick jungle that would be that entire band at the you know the tropics would just be it'd be so dense it'd be so crazy dense with like huge animals that like have had the run of everything you know potentially we'd be killing them off like we always do but the the freaking jungle would just be this huge band that would just separate the north pole from or like the north hemisphere from the south southern hemisphere like it'd be crazy (laughs) thick oh yeah man yeah that's yeah so 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 i don't know like i i think it would be somewhat similar mm -hmm. in in some ways for sure yeah um and so I, i i'm not sure we've come to any kind of conclusion on how society would be much different other than you know, the geography would be rough. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I think my biggest thing I, is, is, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's dealing with a giant ocean and what that, what the ramifications are there. Cause I would say, right. Like the wealthiest nations were the ones that started to expand and obviously claim more and more land that way. Whereas in this civilization, if you can't expand by boat, you're literally just like hacking your way and through people. You're you're the Mongolians right. or you're the you know <laughs> right. you're gonna have some horses. Right, exactly. So it's if it, it, you know it's it's going to be very, very bloody in everything um, in that respect. And so, but I think the, the biggest thing would be there'd be a huge north and south divide. There would be, um, and then there would be a big, you know, kind of thing between east and west is what we established. And I'm, I'm voting for the coast being at least in certain parts, uninhabitable. 
like just it would just you know you're gonna get a hurricane and it's just gonna mess your city up and every you know how often do hurricanes hit florida every you know two or three years and a big one every right, like right. 10 or 15 so that's that's enough of within a generation to be like oh we don't live there like that's jacked you know <laughs> florida florida can have it so yeah seriously dude so i think crazy that's, yeah it's a good question though it took us a lot yeah we've we've spent a long time on it <laughs> yeah so yeah then we could probably keep going like there's more to explore there so if you guys have some ideas mm-hmm. let us know yeah if you have any uh insight into what the topography or anything would would, would have been like or want to correct right. correct us on our cultural understanding of certain places <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, please uh oh everybody blames or talks about roman aqueducts but they never talk about <laughs> the <laughs> whatever whatever anyway uh right. yeah uh good stuff what should we do for a triggered memory what are we looking at well we wanted to talk growing up tv um, okay but more most specifically what do you remember about like the four channels that we had growing up um oh oh you mean peacock paramount plus uh hulu <laughs> and, and uh, uh uh i guess it's hulu still or <laughs> i mean abc and fox just kind of got like bought out by the same company but right <laughs> right basically right. gone now yeah um uh, yeah, man. But net, network network television, as it was known. Network TV, which, mm-hmm. for anybody who doesn't understand Brandon's joke, um, <laughs> there, when we grew up, which was not always the case, because there was less channels before that, mm-hmm. if you had just not cable... The rabbit ears, antenna, um, yep. There were four stations, ABC, well... The first big two, what, NBC, CBS, CBS. Uh-huh. then came ABC, and then Fox. And the funny thing about that is um, they all are like, the some take on like the same concept. Where um, ABC is the American broadcasting uh, channel, right? Uh huh. Or company. Um, NBC is national broadcasting, and I was. Uh-huh. And but CBS is Columbia, <laughs> and that's <laughs> Columbia Broadcasting, and then Fox is just Fox. But uh, but yeah, right. so so you had these you had these channels. And, um, I don't know, they had a very different feel to them, I want to say. And they, you know, people will say they kind of have a different feel, I guess, now. But, um, I would say... Which do you, which, I'm sorry to interrupt you, which would you say would, 
in your mind was the one that was most catered to children? I would say ABC followed by Fox. What would you say? Yeah, I remember Fox more, but of course ABC had... Like uh, Home Improvement and... Uh, oh, like sure, but ABC mm-hmm. being the Disney-owned, uh, they had... Uh, they, I don't know if they were Disney-owned at that point, but they had the Disney Afternoon yes. mm-hmm. block, which, you know, was standard, you know, it was like required watching for mm-hmm. our generation of children. Yeah, and so that was, it was it's super interesting because, like, NBC, until I was, like, in high school, I would say, I never watched anything on NBC. Right. <laughs> like, I couldn't think of a single show I used to watch on on NBC um, specifically. So I'm. It was Channel Five, if I remember correctly. Right. Uh, Fox five, was five, was three. Excuse me. Five and thirty. Five and thirty. Okay. Fox was three, um, and uh-huh. uh, CBS was ten, and. Ten, that- Sounds ABC right. was 12, if I'm not mistaken. 12, 13. 12 or 13, yeah. I think. Right? Yeah, I think it was 13. No. Because I'm thinking of the news. No, because Fox 13. Like... Fox 13 was... There was another station. What? There's Fox 13 as well. Anyway. Oh. I remember, like, News 13. Oh. It was, like, a News 13, and I, and I don't remember. I think, I thought that's what it was. I could be wrong. Right. But it's that's been a, a long time. I guess that's the other awesome <laughs> thing about it, is back in the day, when you had just the rabbit ears, there were more channels of just static. Like, you would flip through, and there's just nothing. Oh, yeah. Like, like Channel 6... Was maybe PBS eventually, but like seven, eight, nine, ten, you got to CBS, eleven, nobody right. knows what's eleven. There is just like this like this radio silence of all these stations in the middle and everything like that. And Fox Fox twenty one. Fox twenty one. Yeah, that was eventually, yeah. Eventually? Or I you think, think so. Oh, you thought it was different channel before that and i swear i mean they started taking over multiple the multiple channels these, okay. these different okay, these okay. different networks and stuff like that sorry but yes yeah. coming back <laughs> <laughs> well fox 21 it's they weren't they also 20, 21st century anyway um 20th century fox 20th century and then 21st 20th century century, fox. yeah okay anyway so yes <laughs> so there was a lot of um yeah, there was a lot of back and forth on on that where it's like, um, yeah, I don't remember watching anything. I know, but like CBS was like the old people channel. CBS was like things like ER yeah. and um, I think of it just as like, you know, all the older stuff that people would watch that I Yeah, I don't no remember in. watching anything from that. Um, 
What channel was uh, was uh, TGIF on? Was that that was ABC? TGIF, I think, was ABC. Was it ABC? Oh, no, I'm gonna have to look it up. I know, me too. I'm like, I'm like, that's a huge. Just as a kid, yeah, ABC. ABC, okay. Because as a kid, like, you would almost not think of them. Except for Fox, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I would I knew Fox was that Fox channel, but all the other channels were the numbers. I didn't really think of them as, as you know, the separate corporation mm-hmm. called no uh, call letters. As a kid, I don't know if you were the same, but oh no, it was definitely Channel Ten, you know, Channel Five, like kind of stuff. Yeah, right. for sure. I mean, except right. except for Fox, just because you you knew. Not what Fox meant, but or what it stood for, or does stand for now. Right. But you, you knew what, well, like, oh, Fox and, and everything else, and so, um, yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 this, of course, was definitely the time, or one of the times of like you know, each channel competed against the other channel for the different demographics during the different hours that were pinpointed to those demographics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know right. what I'm saying? Yes. So this was classic broadcasting where every, you know, every channel after school would have like a cartoon block, you mm-hmm. know? So like we want to get those kids when they get home. Then it's the family programming from like five to seven or whatever, and then after seven is for the adults, uh, up to the late night shows, um, you know. And Saturday mornings, man, were cartoons because they wanted those kids watching TV first thing, and it worked, man. We watched cartoons every Saturday morning. Oh yeah, like, and I mean. And every was, channel had them, because you would you would be like ah, I don't want to watch this. You flip to the other ones and see what the other ones are playing, like, like, uh, yeah, man. And that's the thing is like, so, uh, we had a rule in our house, um, yeah, where when we wanted to watch a show, because we had one TV for the kids, right? Uh huh. We really had one TV for a while. But then we got, like, anyway, the rule was you could call an hour of the day and you would be in charge of what you're watching for that hour. So you would get home from school or whatever and you're like, I call 6 o'clock and your sister's like, I call 7 o'clock and it's like, I call 8.30 or something and then you would get... You would get from six to seven or seven to eight or eight thirty to nine thirty and stuff like that. And so, because um, sometimes you would a little like maybe screw somebody a little bit because <laughs> you would call like the half hour and you knew that their show was an hour and so or they wanted the uh, the second hour so you they would you would actually get it for longer kind of because it's like well I can't watch all of my show or whatever and so you would start the next 
show, which was an hour, and people would just stay there and watch it because there's nothing else between 9.30 and 10, so you would just keep on watching your show <laughs> and stuff like that. But, uh, Crazy. But that was... I just think about it and how vastly different it, it was back in the day where if you didn't do your due diligence and call your hour for that week, for that you know particular... Like on Thursday or whatever... Then you miss right. that show, and if you miss that you show, you don't know yeah. what's going on. There's no recap anywhere. You're waiting for it's like ah, now I gotta pray for a marathon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not unless it's not unless it, it's a continuation arch, mm-hmm. arc from arch arc from the previous week, like it was a double episode that right. had one story, mm-hmm. right? You would not get the recap, and you would never. Yeah, you would just be out, and you would think, "Well, looks like I'm never watching this episode." Yeah, it, but it, it doesn't like come to you that it's like, "Oh, I missed an episode." Really, you know, because yeah, you're not watching right. Lost. You're not well, watching because that's Breaking yeah. Bad. You're just like you're just like oh, they're all episodic. Yeah. They're all episodic. They're all contained within that one show, mm-hmm. but. But you're like, man, I missed that story. I guess I'll, I won't, I won't get to know what happens on that story. Yeah. But, uh, for... but you know, it was like so great. <laughs> That's how it was. So yeah. it was like, you were bummed that you missed your show, but you never really thought you missed that go, much. You know, yeah. That you met that, yeah. Uh, if you would like us taking this to the extreme. Uh, please join us for our Patreon podcast, uh, the beginning of the end, where we watch the first yeah. episode of a show, and we watch the final episode of a show, and connect the dots a best we can. Uh, yeah. This this and, and, this week it's Downton Abbey. <laughs> yeah. This make week. our complete judgments of this <laughs> show by these two episodes. Yeah, we're watching Downton Abbey. Yeah. Uh, 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 so it should come out sometime in the first part of next month. So mm-hmm. if now would be the perfect time to jump on for May. Mm-hmm. Uh, all all of the rest of our episodes are up. We've watched The Good Wife. We've watched uh, Golden Girls. Uh, Golden Girls. We've watched The Office, which is up on our regular podcast, which you could listen to. But we'd seen that one. All these other ones we had haven't seen. Mm-hmm. at all so right and and that and that's a very different mindset than i have because like i'm watching i'm binge watching series you know that are pretty uh-huh. pretty much episodic you know they're pretty much just like oh what's our story this week and everything right but i think writers just they just want to do that extra and they do write these like long character arcs and you know these these yeah. underlying things or reoccurring characters and stuff like that and and yeah like as a kid it didn't matter you just wanted to, you just wanted that half hour of your day and right. you know, filled and everything and um well let me uh branching away a little bit away from uh the the, the four basics uh, what, what particular channels do you remember, like being introduced to or liking over one over another? Like, 
MTV versus VH1 kind of a thing. Oh. When, when well, cable... Well, before... When the coax... I just wanted to mention... Yeah. I just wanted to mention this because we're old now. Um, <laughs> but... But before we move into to that, which I want to hit, I just wanted to mention this real quick, that I remember Saturday mornings waking up so early mm-hmm. to watch cartoons, especially for He-Man. He-Man was on super early. I don't know why. Um, but I, I, I remember waking up so early that the, the stations hadn't come back online yet. Oh, yeah. So you'd get the test pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, you know, when we were still kids, the networks would shut off for the night. You didn't have infomercials all all through the night. Uh, they would, they would stop their programming and people got to go home. (laughs) Yeah. Literally Uh, (laughs) somebody, somebody is maybe at the station, not like night guardsman slash make sure the equipment doesn't catch on fire and nobody comes in to mess with the crap exactly but even if somebody did even if you got on broke into the news station and started your own broadcast nobody would be watching it because everybody's asleep because nobody's gonna be just sitting there with the unless you fell asleep in your lazy boy (laughs) you know you'd wake the 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 one you know dad up to be like oh Oh, I guess the anonymous is you know gonna do stuff. I'm just gonna turn this off a little bit. You know, like. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So, anyways, um, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah. TV, I mean, TV is still fairly new. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not even a hundred years old yet. It was started in the fifties, so. You know, thinking of that in the '90s was only 40 years old. Right. Not very old. Where now it's, you know, uh, almost <laughs> 70, 80 years, whatever the math would be. Somebody, right? somebody said, but still, somebody said to me the other day, and this person is much older than I am. No, I wouldn't say much, but uh-huh. a fair decent amount, 50 percent older than I am, we'll say. And yeah. they. They were talking about uh, May the 4th and watching Star Wars. And I was like, oh, should I bring over my VHS so we can watch the original, uh, like the original original? And he's like, oh, well, we don't have one. We don't have a a VHS, uh, a VHS. uh, uh." And I'm like. VCR? Are you looking for the word VCR? <laughs> or the, are you looking for the term VCR? And he had, it had just completely eluded him at that point. And I'm like, wow, like that wasn't that long ago. And for him, no, yeah. I mean, he had a VCR like well into his like 20s and you know and such. So like he had a good run with VCRs, I'll say. But anyway, that's funny. So yeah, so what what other what other channels springing up? Do you do you recall getting so, there and joining? Or... When the when the cable came in to to play, um, I mean it's different for different times in my life, I guess. Though we didn't have cable for like like super long. That's the other thing old. is 
is it was a, like it was an on and off again kind of thing for us. We had like yeah, oh uh, we get the Disney Channel too. oh we don't have the that we don't have the Disney Channel anymore oh we do get this oh no we don't have cable anymore like well, and, and that's a good point for those who are younger than us like uh, cables channels well okay so when you had cable the Disney Channel was a separate thing you had to pay for the Disney Channel by itself on top of it yes right. And so they would have free previews on regular cable every now and then mm-hmm. so that you would get to watch the Disney Channel and then bug the crap out of your parents to get it um, because you'd get it for a week or two and then it would be gone. And you'd be like, what? I was really enjoying the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, so, but yeah, um, at, what were some of my favorite channels? So when I was a teenager, I enjoyed VH1 a lot. Mm-hmm. And this was before, really, the reality TV boom of MTV and VH1. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked MTV okay. It had some stuff that I wasn't like, I didn't care <laughs> that, was like, that much about. That was a lot of letters all in a row, and it took me a second. I liked MTV okay. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> But VH1, I liked music a lot, and when I was a when I was a teenager, like towards the end of my high school years, MTV was less about music. It wasn't mm-hmm. really. It had started the reality TV thing with like real world road rules kind of stuff, but it hadn't been. It wasn't just that, but it was a lot less music. There mm-hmm. was MTV two by then, so if you wanted that was channel, that was the best. Like music television got so far away from music that they started MTV two to get back to the music aspect. Exactly, and 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 when I was in high school, MTV two was straight videos, which mm-hmm. what what MTV was when it started. Right, and this was not. And this, again, how many years was that? MTV started in the late 80s? 80? I don't know. I don't know the year. But, like, it it was, like, maybe 10 years in existence, and it's like, we're not doing that anymore. We we are are shirking our namesake. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but I liked VH1 because it had a little bit of, the, just the videos, but they had a lot of other programs that were about music. And that's, so the, that's there was, the big difference, I think, is that yeah. MTV skewed into this like, oh, well, we want to be cool and popular and we're going to find people, attractive people that we want to watch all the time and stuff like that and funny cartoons right. and stuff like that. Whereas VH1's like, well, we want to not just play videos, but we want to do stuff that's video that's still music oriented. So they got like behind the music, right. and they got pop up video, and they got the, all that kind of programming oh, that yeah, was still dude. music Love slash Papa band. Video. Yeah, right, right. There was there was a couple of shows right. At the end of my high school years, on VH1 that I loved. They had. They had Rock and Roll Jeopardy, 
mm. which was amazing. Right. It was Jeopardy with just music questions. I felt like the smartest person ever <laughs> watching that show. <laughs> it's like regular Jeopardy. Nope. Nope. What is but the, what is music the... Jeopardy? I was like, yes. What is and Pangea? You know who... You're like, oh, God, I knew that. You're like, no, you didn't. <laughs> is that the new single by the? Uh... Nope. Nope. Um, and you know who was really good at Rock and Roll Jeopardy was Mark McGrath from. <laughs> From Sugar Ray. Oh, He was on there all the time, <laughs> crushing it. Anyways, mm-hmm. so uh, Rock and Roll Jeopardy, there was uh, a show, oh, I want to say it was just called Battle of the Bands, that, mm-hmm. that, that was a competition show with three bands, I think it was three bands on it, and they would have like a real Battle of the Bands where one... They would like they would pick songs from a list, and the band would would play it, and then midway through, it would shift to the other band, and they had to pick, pick up, up exactly where the other band left off. And uh, there were some other rounds. I think that was only one of the rounds that they did. Um, but that was it was when it worked. It was amazing when. They, when it didn't, you felt really bad for that second band. <laughs> um, but uh, I loved that show. That show was awesome. Uh, oh, I want to say there was another one that I had, but I have lost it now. Anyways, but that was like, that was my kind of stuff at that point, dude. I, I loved that music stuff. Um, so. I think we'd be uh, remiss if we didn't um, mention Nickelodeon on here nickelodeon right was my jam was my jam growing up because it was it was yeah nickelodeon was just it was the haven you every kid wanted to work for nickelodeon or go visit the nickelodeon studio and it just it was for kids by kids and not at all by you know it was all for corporate whatever and now it's garbage but right now it's but, the terrible but they had they had everything they had cartoons they had live action shows they had sketch they had comedy shows like, oh, sketch yeah. comedy shows it was um, so but good. some of the best some of the best competition shows oh double dare yeah I mean, yeah. Legends of the Hidden Temple. uh, Guts. Right? Nickelodeon Guts. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. Right. Guts. Yes. So, like, I mean, you are 100% right. If you look at any show, any, all of the stations, if you took, like, a a sampling of all the stations and what is their base shows, Uh there was a Nickelodeon Kids equivalent for sure. And right, and everything. I mean, like they had, and like their cartoons were so good, so good. From like Rugrats to All Real Monsters, like um, Angry Beavers, um, Hey Doug. Arnold, uh, Nickelodeon's hey Doug Arnold. versus Dude. Disney's Doug. Disney, Ugh. please. Please. What comparison is there? My wife and I were just talking 
Hey Arnold today. Yeah. So good. Because that show is great. Yeah. It was amazing. And there's just there were just such good cartoons and that like I mean the Disney Channel like was cool. I like the Disney Channel, don't get me wrong. There's there's plenty of nostalgia there. But Nickelodeon right. was like I want to go to the Nickelodeon studio more than anything else because like just like the concept of being slimed or to get to slime somebody um, the dude have you seen not to bring you down but have you seen a picture of the Nickelodeon studio now yeah it's lame it's lame as crap it's and they had products it's closed (laughs) it's it's closed (laughs) okay And, and and the the building, you remember the build, the, yeah. the iconic building shot? Yeah. And it was all wacky and crazy shapes and stuff like It's just like a normal building. Yeah. It's a crush, it'll crush all your childhood dreams. Oh, yeah. So I mean, Toys R Us and, like, the closure of the Nickelodeon Studios is, like, like all it was. And, but, like, but they also had products. Like, they made their own right. stuff. Like, I had Gak and Smud and Floam and Sand, all of those Nickelodeon crazy products, all, yeah. like all of them, like they were so good. And like Moon Shoes, like they were just slapping their label on everything, and it was great stuff. And um, I mean, you think about like, yeah, like do I love Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Do I love it more knowing that like um, Keenan is on there having the longest sketch comedy career in the <laughs> world, like right. on all that and and everything and um, oh man, are you afraid of the dark? Like oh, there's the secret of Alex Mack, uh, Harriet the Spy. Oh my gosh, I cannot. The Adventures of Pete and Pete for. Goodness sake, it's so good. Well, and and what? Salute your shorts. Oh and, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, there's and, so many. And all those, man. Yeah. Like it, it's hard to even name them all. Hey, you dude. Of all of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, dude. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. You think, like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's like, oh, so many of these people got their start like in the Mickey Mouse Club, you know, and all that kind of different stuff. It's like, no, man, right. how many people started on Nickelodeon and Kids Incorporated? Yeah, <laughs> Nickelodeon was such, and that was the thing. Oh, and then they had Nick Pick. Oh my gosh, you do not know how. Many hours <laughs> I sat there trying to get a very specific episode of Rugrats played by that freaking popsicle stick with googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot remember his name for the life of me. I'm going to look it up right now. But like Nick That's Pick amazing. and then they had – and Nickelodeon wasn't even its own thing for a long time because there was Nick Jr. Right. That played, like, younger kid cartoons. There was Nickelodeon for the main stuff. And then there was Nick at Night. I'm flipping Nick at Night, dude. And that is almost just as influential for us children. Because we watched all those old shows on Nick at Night. So when we watched The Golden Girls, dude, I kind of got sucked into a Mary Tyler Moore thing. Oh, yeah. I watched... 
I watched like the first five episodes of the Mary Tyler Moore show. And I was thinking about it because the Mary Tyler Moore show was shot in the 70s. We watched it in the 90s. It was only 20 years old. And now that show for us now is like Friends and all like Home Improvement. All those shows are only 20 years old. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That is weird. It's weird. Because I think of Nick at Night as, oh, his name was Sticky or Stick Stickly. Stick Stickly. Stick yeah, yeah, Stickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freaking Stick Stickly. I mean, if anybody gets this reference, please write to us. Tagandbrando at gmail.com. Rabbit, rabbit. If you get that reference, please write me. <laughs> I promise you I will write you back. Because if you're not rabbit, rabbiting, I can't be the only one out there. But, um... I don't think I know it, dude. I don't think I know it. Oh, if we get a response, I'll explain it. So, that's okay. that's, all I, okay. that's all I can say. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so, like, that is very fascinating now that you mention it. Because, yeah, the Mary Tyler Moore it's show... It's crazy, right? And, and all those Nick and Knight, like, yeah, because you think of, uh... Like, what else was on there? Like, was, like, the Adams Family... Like on there, and like the Munsters, and yeah, and those and were all older. Those are all black 60, and white. Those are all sixties, but still, that's not shows. that long. That's not that long ago. No, 30, 30 years is really not that long ago. Like right. that would be still with obviously within our lifetime at this point. Right. There we watch shows that would be thirty. Like Doug is thirty years old. Like, right. Right. Exactly. It's know? it's like if you're watching it with your kids. It's like you're watching it at the same age your kids are, kind of a thing, right? That's what Nick and right, Knight, Nick right. and Knight is. It's like, oh, right. I used to watch this when I was your age, and you're like, oh, really? Like that was forever ago, and now you're thinking about it, it's like, well, it's not that long ago. <laughs> like, it's not that long, dude. Yes. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, and that was the thing. Like Nickelodeon, they 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 got their slot in the middle of this channel. They were like, okay. We gotta keep, you know, the the time the kids are at school. We gotta keep it to the preschoolers and and everything. And then we're gonna get into the kids programming when all the kids get home from school and on Saturdays. And then when the kids go to bed, that's when we turn on Nick at Night and everything like that. Like the whole family could watch Nickelodeon all day. Right. Absolutely. And everything. Man, I told oh Nickelodeon was such a great, great station, and then I don't know, then they made movies with Michael Bay or yeah, Michael Bay. <laughs> it was terrible, <coughs> but uh, oh man, I sent you a picture of the uh, of Nickelodeon Studios now. Oh. With the comparison, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they got like the the Nickelodeon sign with all the crazy uh, splotch. They got the the um, slime pump just going twenty four hours a day. Now it's just right. nothing. And that weird like nineties uh, pseudo leopard print stuff. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh man, it was just it was such a fun. And it just seemed like it was so fun to work there. 
I heard something on a podcast or something where uh, they were talking about the um, making the slime and how what, oh, yeah. it, what an endeavor that was because it had to be that color, it had to be that consistency, but it also had to be very non-toxic because obviously right. they're just going to be drenching children and adults in this constantly and so right. they like they're like it was gross but it you know you could eat it if you had to like <laughs> you just see somebody like just like living off this like green slime <laughs> like it's like oh, oh man but uh but yeah it was, it was such a good show um figure it out i don't know if you do you remember that show at all Figure it out. No, I don't think so. Figure it out was, um, it's like this little game show where somebody had, like kids had something unique about them and they had a panel of judges or panel, they just had panelists and they got to ask them questions and figure out what they did um, and everything. So maybe they were like, uh, you know, they composed you know, a piece or something, you know, something, or they invented something or they like saved their family from a burning building or something like that. Um, but, Oh dude, you mentioned a uh, double dare. Uh, there's uh-huh. also, there was also, what would you do? Dude, Mark Summers, man. Um, right, man. Oh, he's such a, yeah, he's such a good guy. I hope. <laughs> I, I, he seemed like it. Too yeah. Like. But uh, Summer Sanders, um, uh, U.S. swimming Olympian gold medalist, was the host of uh, Figure It Out. And so... Nice. I, I think that was that was cool. But, like, yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, I digress. Nickelodeon, I think, is... By far my favorite channel as a child, for sure. That's a good. It's yeah. Nickelodeon magazine. I, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I can't disagree with you much, man. Like, mm-hmm. there's plenty of things, like you said, plenty of things I watched on Disney Channel, plenty of things I watched in other places, but spent a lot of time on that Nickelodeon. Yeah. Watching Mr. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and Gilligan's Island. Too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh and yeah, I mean who my question is now, I mean, I know Nickelodeon's still kind of a thing, I guess. It's like it's still a studio and whatever, but like what conglomerate owns the rights to Nickelodeon stuff? Because I haven't seen like that oh, stuff streaming. Is it a Turner? Yeah, um, I would be interested to know where you could get, like, you know, because they still sell merch, right? Like, I have a Chucky Vi- Chucky Finster Viacom. Oh uh, yeah, Viacom, CBS. So mm. on Paramount Plus, is it on? Maybe I know. I was gonna say, do, do they have some on Paramount Plus? I bet you they do. I'm I looking, bet you they do. I'm looking. While, while I'm checking this out, what is, what's your new? Yeah, so... I mean, they got Spongebob. I mean, that's kind of... Spongebob yeah, the, was a little they got later. Yeah. 
Anyway. Right. Nickelodeon shows on Paramount Plus. Danny Phantom. Wow, man. The search feature on this app. Keenan and Keenan and Kel. You can watch Keenan and Kel. You can watch Rocco. Oh, Rocco! Uh, we didn't. We, we didn't see Rocco. We didn't talk, we didn't about, talk Rocco. about Rocco, and we didn't oh. talk about Avatar, though that was later. Right. Man, come on, Avatar. Come on. Oh now. yeah. They uh, have, they have Rugrats movie. Oh, maybe they do have the whole. All that. They got all that. Oh yeah. They got uh, <gasps> all real monsters. Oh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Man, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch the legends of the hidden temple oh dude that was such a in the shrine of the silver monkey <laughs> oh it, invader invader zim dude they got some stuff on there man for uh, from uh, nickelodeon they got some good they got some good stuff on there nickelodeon arcade Dude, I would just sit down and just watch. Oh, Clarissa explains it all. Oh my gosh. Clarissa explains it all. Oh, awesome. I had the biggest freaking crush on Melissa Joan Hart. Of Hark. course you did. Of course you did. Oh, they do have guts on here. I'll just man, I'm just, and they have Hey Dude, uh, Kablam, Kablam, nice. Oh my gosh, this is this is all I'm gonna watch at work now, <laughs> like. <laughs> is, I'm just gonna. What do you guys? What are you watching? Guts. Dude, they got. Are you? Are you afraid of the dark? Uh-huh. Oh, man. Yeah, man. A lot of stuff on there. Anyways, um, my new. So, uh, a guy. Okay, uh, he's probably not listening. But a shout out <laughs> to to uh, my bandmate. Um, he, he, he texted me the other day and was like, dude, thank you very much. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I, I, uh, I've, uh, well, on tour one time, I brought an audio, uh, the audio book for Ender's Game and we listened to part of it. Ooh, good stuff. And, and he was like, oh, I, uh, I'm interested in that. So he... I had, I think I had the full run of Ender, like the first four Ender book uh, on audio, Mm -hmm. right? And I gave those to him to listen to. And he, I know, like, it's been a year or more since we listened to it there. But he was like, dude, I listened to, I finished Ender's Game, but I just finished Speaker for the Dead. And he's like, that book is now in, like, my top five books of all time. And I was like, yes! If you haven't read Speaker for the Dead, you, you got to. It's good stuff. Uh, I love the end It's good. It's good. And, yeah, and Orson Scott Card, who wrote those books, said he wrote Ender's Game to write Speaker for the Dead. He had this idea for this book, and he couldn't get there without telling that story first. So... Like, uh, if that's any incentive, there you go. If you know Ender's Game, but uh, so I told this to my wife, and I was like, because I've been telling her to read Speaker for the Dead for ten years, <laughs> and she's like, fine, fine, you know. It's like it's not just me. Like, here's another person who really enjoyed this book, and you should read it. And she was like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. So she 
did. She got the book out and she actually read it and actually finished it. And she was like, you are a jerk. That is a great book. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I was like, why am I a jerk? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know why it takes me forever. But uh, anyways, so that, that was my new, that um, my wife has actually read Speaker for the Dead and enjoyed it. And it's a great book. If you haven't read it, do do that. Enjoy. So there you go. What about you? Um. So, I had a. I just finished watching. Uh, Val. Oh, first I. I have to do have to say I have to have to put my own plug in for. Uh, the Enderverse in general, because yeah, if 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 you really think about what it would be like to come across an alien civilization the first thing you're going to think about is communication right and uh-huh. we're not talking about giant sea riley trying to teach dolphins how to talk uh, or us <laughs> talking to dolphins but that kind of thing like carl sagan you know had it right like how are we going to communicate with the aliens Whereas, like, the whole Enderverse is, like, this awesome, like, this awesome depiction of what if you can't? What if you have absolutely no understanding of their language, if there is any, or culture, or whatever? Like, what is that? What does that look like? And, And everything like that. And if you... Um, I love the whole thing from uh, Ender's Game, the Shadow series, um, the Formic Wars, um, and and everything in between um, because it's just so well built around this concept of like, you know, what the world, how the world would react in this situation and everything. Right. So I think that's that's very well thought out and very good. Um, nice. But um, but yeah. So keep on keep it on. Don't just stop at Speaker for the Dead. I would I would highly recommend yeah. everything else. So uh, uh, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, anyway, so I uh, just finished um, a little late in the game. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. On Disney Plus. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Have you watched it all? I have, yes. Okay. Um, so, not like big spoilers or anything like that. Um, I guess the thing that I found most interesting in it was... It was just very political. And I... Think that's fine, right? I think the Captain America story is kind of he's he's kind of that, <laughs> you know. He's got to stand, right. Stand for something, but I think they did it. They did it openly, but they didn't do it in a way that felt that they were like just beating you over the head with it, right? Right. Right. Um, I'm not going to lie, I thought about the one people 
or one world, one people thing a lot when we were talking about Pangea. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> we basically talked for 45 minutes on, yeah, even if there wasn't uh, oceans in between, we still, we, I mean, we can't get along with our neighbors half the time, you know, like literally right. like the people we share a fence with. And that's why there's a fence, right. <laughs> you know? Um, We've created our own boundaries, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, but um, I just I just really like the concept, I'll say, of, like, you got to do better, man. <laughs> like, right. like, it's hard and nobody fully understands, but, like, are you, like, are you making this decision with like-minded people or are you considering all the people that this is going to affect i guess is right. is kind of wow well, the one of the mess the messages there yeah and it's just like yeah and it's like there's no shortcuts like yeah you gotta you gotta do the work for what the outcome that you want right and just just sticking it to those decision makers like there right. are people out there dying for this cause like right and and you think that's a fluke like that's not it's not a fluke like you right. need to, you need to do better like and stuff like that and right. I, I find that that very interesting in in that respect of just like um because we get we give lawmakers a lot of crap um for looking out for their self-interest and like one person does a right. favor and then they have to call in another favor and back and forth and back and forth and lifelong politicians are just in it for their careers and why does why is the healthcare plan for congress so much better than anybody else's and basically free you know kind of a thing right. it's like well yeah right. that's an easy decision to make like uh this benefits all of us yes please <laughs> You know, kind right, of, kind right. of, this benefits all of us personally. So that kind of thing, um, where, um, what was I, what was I watching? Um, it wasn't that, but they were talking about like separation of power and stuff like that in the U.S. government. And it is interesting that we do have that aspect to it. Where, right. hypothetically speaking, we have the power separated enough to where one group or small group of people can't be like, yeah, we're doing everything that benefits us and, you know, whatever, whatever. I mean, uh -huh. yeah. it's, it's very interesting. But I think, um, yeah, I think they did a, a great job with it. Um, I really liked... Um, how they and and the fight scenes were really good. I think, right? I think yeah. I think they're like in general, they're getting really good. And Marvel's had this from the get go, even with like Spider Man back in the day, uh, through the Avengers and stuff like that, where somebody really sits down and says, "What could this person do with these?" powers abilities technology right okay let's choreograph this fight with this in mind 
you know, and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, man. So even the new Justice League, something as simple as Mara trying to pull the water out of someone's body, you know, <laughs> like it's like she can manipulate, you know, the ocean. Why can't she just pull the water out of somebody's body? It's like, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> Where it's like, didn't see that coming, right. did you? Kind of a thing. So I think uh, they're getting really good at that kind of stuff. So I would highly recommend that show. Um, I think it's gonna. I think it's very interesting to have WandaVision, which was very metaphysical. Right. Um, Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier, which is very grounded. Very, very grounded. And then... Yeah. I was telling Danielle, it was like, it's almost like... Uh, yeah. which Yeah. But I was telling Danielle that it was like very much... Um, it was like uh, Marvel's take on like a Jack Ryan... Right. Kind like storyline. Yeah. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And... Um, and everything like that. And so, and then it'll be very interesting to see Loki, the TV show, um, just right. take whatever to the extreme. Like, it, it's, it's going to be crazy and wacky, and every episode, I think, is going to be vastly different in its, yeah. in its appearance and everything like that, based off of the fact that it's just going to be all over the place. So, it's going to be interesting cool man yeah i'm excited yeah um thanks again everybody for yeah thanks guys sticking through this i have if anything if you're still here it's 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 it was a little long but i just (laughs) these are these are topics i was so excited to talk about if tagger you had the exact same level of excitement and it was awesome (laughs) i i think this one was so fun and uh it was fun yeah, if uh, probably our lo- probably our longest uh, podcast to date. Yeah, so there you go. Um, so hit us up uh, on all those things. Just tag in Brando, and you'll uh, you'll find us. So yeah, uh, we'll be looking out for you. That's my new sign off. So I'm gonna leave with that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye.